Hello folks, John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Strong or Die podcast. Um, today I'm here with Chad Kearns. He's a local resident in Morgantown, lived here all his life. Very knowledgeable guy. We're going to be talking with him and he's going to be asking some questions about Mauser strength dynamics and what we do. How you doing today, Chad? I'm doing well. How are you? Always good. <clears throat> so you have a couple questions for me. I, I do. Uh, just to get started off, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, where do we start? Uh, so I'm 36 years old. Um, I've been doing uh, strength training for about 20 years now. Um, I've competed in strongman for about 12 years, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure how many competitions I've done, well over 50, and um, still going strong. That's great. Uh, could you tell us how you got started in strongman? Um, yeah, so I used to do um, professional wrestling, um, right out of high school and, um, I did some backyard wrestling and then went into the, what's called the pro-am circuit and then actually went into professional wrestling for a while and, and did that for a few years. And, um, there's not a lot of money in it. It's really fun. It's pretty cool to do great stories, but there's just not a lot of fun in it on the, on the local level. Now, if you, you know, if, if you're lucky enough, um, or you put in the work and you can get high enough up, you know, in the WWE or something, you can get paid a lot. But locally, there's not a lot of money in it. So I, I chose to head off to college. And um, I did pro wrestling while I was in college for you know, for uh, the first two to three years of college. And then um, from there, kind of got out of professional wrestling. But I had been lifting weights and whatnot to help out with that career. And um, so I was like, well, I'm already lifting all these weights. I'm going to school for um, personal training and whatnot. And uh, that just kind of led right into into strongman. It's just the next logical step, I think. Well, that's cool. <clears throat> what uh, do you do now? Um, training wise, or as a pro as a profession, as a career? Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, basically a strength coach. Um, I do some personal training. Most of the stuff, most of my clients are strength based athletes. So I train. Um, amateur and professional strong men and women. Uh, I've trained a couple weightlifters. Um, one person's working on bodybuilding, uh, possibly, and uh, just a bunch of different strength sports, moss wrestling, all that stuff. And where exactly do you do that at? Uh, right now, I'm a contractor out at Viking Performance Training. That's here in Morgantown off the Green Bag Road. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's a pretty large facility. Um, it has almost nearly every strongman implement that there is uh, currently. They have it all there. So it's the premier place to be doing this sort of thing. And um, anytime new equipment comes out, you know, uh, the owner, Jerry Handley, takes a look at it and um, sees if it's worth uh, worth the investment. And usually it is, and they'll, we'll check it out and we'll get it. And then we have a new toy to play with. That's cool. You said you're an independent contractor. Do you have your own company? <clears throat> Uh, yes. So I own um, Mauser Strength Dynamics. That's my company. Uh, I also have a side company, uh, a coffee making business. We'll get into that another time. But uh, yeah, I own Mauser Strength Dynamics and that's the business banner that, uh, that I operate under. Okay. And what services do you provide there? Um, so like I said, we do strength training, personal training, um, any kind of fitness related stuff. And that's all catered to the person. Um, so you don't have to do strongman. You don't have to do Olympic weightlifting if you just want to come in and, you know, get into fitness and not die of a heart attack or something. Um, we can do that. Uh, if you're a runner or you play a sport, we've trained people on in all kinds of different sports. 
I was the strength coach for the, um, we're co-ed rowing team, um, I've trained hockey players, you name it. I've, I've probably trained them. Um, <clears throat> we also do, I also do, uh, train kids. Um, you know, I have a couple, I have a nine-year-old, I train a 12-year-old and I've trained a couple others throughout the years, older people. I think the oldest person I've ever trained was, uh, 72, I think. Um, <clears throat> and then beyond personal training and fitness and stuff, um, we do, uh, self-defense. Um, that's, that's under the progressive fighting systems banner. That's Jeet Kune Do. It's based off of uh, Bruce Lee's martial art. And we do a lot of, um, uh, weapons work with that too. So, you know, knife defense, things like that. Uh, we also have a kickboxing class. Um, you're not limited to the class though. You can do, um, you can do one-on-ones if you want to. We have a separate instructor for that. His name's Mike Drescher. He has about uh, 13 fights under his belt. He's done the tough man. He's done boxing, Muay Thai, MMA, you name it. He's been in there and done it. And he's our main instructor for that. And uh, we've had a lot of success with him. He's he's trained, uh, just just recently started training other people and already has um, some good uh, tough man victories. <clears throat> well, speaking of the fighting stuff, that's how I first found you uh, through Paul Vunak's website. Uh, can you tell me a little bit of how you got involved with Paul? Um, yeah, so uh, I didn't know much about Jeet Kune Do um, at all, really. I mean, I knew that I knew that that was what Bruce Lee had come up with, but I didn't know anybody that actually taught it. And, and there's a lot of fakes out there. So when you're when you're out and you're looking, and there's a lot of people that advertise that they do Jeet Kune Do, and you know, they're basically bullshit artists. But I happened to meet a guy um, uh, that lives here in, it lived here in Westover, um, West Virginia. And um, I started training with him and uh, he never even really mentioned it at first. He never mentioned Paul Vunak's name. He, and he, he, he didn't even really get into a lot of the details of what he was showing me, but I could tell that it worked and I could tell it was good and it was the real deal. And eventually he would, you know, mention a few things here and there. And uh, eventually he was like, well, this is, progressive fighting systems. It's Jeet Kune Do. And he brought up Paul Vunak and he would tell me these stories about Paul Vunak. And, um, he mentioned one day that I should go out and uh, train with him. So I got online and, um, I didn't think, I thought this, that Paul Vunak was just maybe like a, a guy he trained with. I didn't realize he was like basically a martial arts celebrity. <clears throat> so I looked him up and found out like this guy's a big deal. And, uh, he coincidentally had a seminar coming up. It might've been like within two or three months of me looking up, he had a seminar coming up. And, uh, so I went ahead right then and there and, and paid for the seminar and then flew out to California and trained with Paul Vunak. At the end of the seminar, I ended up joining his company and, uh, I've become an instructor through him. And I, I try to go out there every year and train with him or, um, and, and I also go and train with some of his other instructors throughout the U S that are in Indiana and New York and a couple other places. That's cool. Uh, what classes do you provide through the progressive fighting system? <clears throat> um, right now we offer a, uh, rapid assault tactics, um, instructors program. And, uh, basically that's a, it's a 24 hour program. We try to do that in as few days as possible. So if you can commit to eight hour days, that that's great. And, uh, once you get your 24 hours in, there's a, there's a comprehensive test at the end and you can earn your instructorship in that. And, um, rabbit assault tactics is the program that Paul Vunak designed and invented for seal team six. 
um, when he worked for the military in the 80s. And a lot of uh, military agencies and law enforcement agencies and whatnot still use that system today um, because it was so effective and it works so well. Um, so we streamline that and teach it to people um, so that they can defend themselves and, and learn how to take care of themselves if a situation occurs. And we would just contact you about classes or do you have a set schedule for those types of classes? Um, right now, the rapid assault tactics course is uh, it's basically uh, either private lessons or small groups. So you pick the times for that. You can contact me um, or you can go to the website and get a hold of me through mauserpower.com. And uh, you can go in there and set it up and, and we'll do it. Um, those classes are typically one to four people are involved in those. Um, you don't want a bunch of people there because... It's, you don't have a lot of time. You only have 24 hours to train it. So you want a lot of one-on-one. -on -one, um, that way you can get a lot of correction and things done. And um, you can learn the fastest that way. So that's what, how we try to do it. Okay. Segwaying back into the Strongman, can you uh, give a little history of the Strongman competition or lifestyle? Um, yeah. So uh, I'll give you the history in, in West Virginia because I'm, I'm most familiar with that. Uh, so when we were, when me and my brother were uh, growing up and, and in high school and stuff, there was no, uh, there was no strongman in, um, especially the northern part of West Virginia. Obviously, Phil Fister was from West Virginia, and they were doing stuff down in Charleston. Him and Brian Siders and some other people, but but up here in Morgantown and Buchanan and Elkins, where where our stomping ground was, there were no strongman, and and nobody was running competitions. So. Uh, when we got out of, uh, cause he did professional wrestling too. When, when we both got out of professional wrestling and I went to college, um, my brother started running, uh, and promoting a strongman show at the Elkins forest festival. And to our, to my knowledge, I was the first strongman competition in the state and, uh, it was a big success. And, um, I don't remember how many competitors were there. There was, uh, I'd say at least a dozen of us, there were no weight classes. Um, you couldn't really trained for the events, you know, nobody had the, the, like a lot of the equipment and stuff. It's just, you, he promoted it. You showed up, you did it. And that was that. And, uh, it was great. Everybody loved it. The crowd loved it. And the forest festival invited him back. So, um, Mauser strength dynamics has been promoting and running, um, that competition every year for the last 12 years at the Elkins forest festival. <clears throat> and, uh, from there we've, I mean, we pro, I think my brother does most of it. He promotes more shows that I, that I know of than, than anybody else in the U S as far as amateur shows go. And, uh, yeah, I think we, we, he runs one just about every month. Wow. So there's, there's one coming <clears throat> up pretty soon. Um, yeah, we have, uh, <clears throat> the next competition is the Appalachian team championships. That's in fair, uh, Fairmont at Palatine park. It's part of the three rivers festival. And uh, that's actually a very unique competition <clears throat> because it's team-based. So there will be teams of four to six people, um, and, and it'll have men and women and all different weight classes are organized within each team. And all the events are team-based. So you'll have between two and four members of any team um, active during an event at, at any given time. And then the winner wins the coveted uh, Mauser Cup trophy, which is this giant... Um, it's a giant gold cup that says Mauser cup on it. It's got some axes on it. It's pretty cool looking. That sounds cool. Now the strongman competition, are they all the same events or do the events change? 
Um, no, they're always different. Um, <clears throat> the great thing about strongman is, is the, uh, you know, the, the events can always be different and the events can be anything that the promoter can, 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 uh, conjure up. So it's not like uh, weightlifting where you're always doing the snatch and the clean and jerk or powerlifting where it's squat, bench, and deadlift. <clears throat> um, strongman will typically have five events, but that's not always the case. I've seen, um, I've done competitions where you only had four events. Um, I've seen of, and heard of competitions where you only did three. And uh, some people do strongman decathlons where there will be eight to 10 events. Um, I think there's one coming up in California with 12 events. And then they drop your two lowest scores. So you're scored off 10 events. Um, so really the promoter has free reign over whatever they want to do, um, which is really cool. And then you can go and you can search uh, like mauserpower.com or vikingperformancetraining.com. Or you can go to the uh, United States Strongman website or the Strongman Corporation website and find a whole list of competitions throughout the whole, uh, you know, the whole country. And then you can figure out which competitions you want to do based on what events each competition has, you know? So if, if you're, if you're really picky and you only want to do certain events, you can go on the database and look and find a competition with, you know, that closely matches up to what you want to do. And you can go do that. And if you're not picky, you can just sign up and do whatever. <laughs> Since the events vary, how do you train for a strongman competition? Um, well, so like I said, most of the time, um, and, and, and this has actually changed a lot back, back in the day, um, when strongman first got started worldwide, you didn't know the events. So you went in blind and there are still competitions like that. We do the battle in the blizzard here in West Virginia and people do not know what the events are until the day of, but the majority of competitions, um, you'll know what the events are at least several weeks out. So the best way, and this will sound probably pretty generic, probably a pretty generic answer, but the best way to train for a strongman competition is simply to just get really strong and then, um, you know, do some of the events when you can. And, uh, and if, if you're aware of the events where you have the implements, you might get your hands on them and try them. But, but really at the end of the day, it's called strongman. So the strongest person's going to win. And exactly how do you train to become a strongman? Um, so I think, uh, you know, you have to follow certain basic principles of, uh, training and, um, you know, you're going to have to have strong legs, strong back, strong overhead press, strong arms, strong grip. Grip is very important. Um, so you're going to have to train all those things. And, um, in general, what, what I do and how I train my people is you find the, the people that are the strongest in any of those areas. You know, if you think, you think legs, who has the strongest legs, and then you find out, you look at who has the strongest legs, you find the top 10 people that have the strongest legs and you look at what they're doing and you see what's common amongst those 10 people and you do the, the things that are common. You don't look at the outlier. You look at, you know, nine out of 10 of the, these people are doing this. So I'm going to do that. And then you get really strong, uh, a really strong squat. Uh, you know, even when it comes to legs, I don't really look at it as strong legs use a strong squat is what you're after. So, you find out who squats the best, who squats the most, how they're doing it. You look at that, you figure it out, and that's what you do. And it's, it's the same. You just break it down that way for every um, every movement within the body. So if it's an overhead press or a squat or, or picking something up from the ground, whatever it is, find out who's the best at that and uh, steal what they're doing. And then 
Um, Strongman's unique in that it's one of the, uh, between the three major strength sports, weightlifting, powerlifting, and strongman, they have moving events in strongman. So you have to be pretty good at grabbing weights and moving with it. And um, I think it's important that you should probably always be doing a moving event. Even if you don't have kegs or farmer's walk handles to go with, you can, you can always find something with weight and move with it, even if it's another person. So I think that's vastly important. What, what is your opinion of CrossFit and how does it differ from strongman? Um, well, uh, CrossFit's good and bad. Um, uh, it's, I think the, the problem with CrossFit is that it's actually a sport and it's not a training, uh, it's not a training system. It's a sport. And I, I think that a lot of people get the idea of that mixed up in their head. And when you, when you treat it as a, uh, as a way to train, you're going to run into a lot of problems. Um, when you realize that it's a sport that you're going to be playing, you'll be a lot better off. Um, so I actually like CrossFit as a sport and, um, you know, it's fun to watch. It's, you know, um, it's, I probably wouldn't compete in it, but it's fun to watch and it's cool to read about, learn about. Um, but as far as using it as a way to train people, I, I think it has a lot of, uh, a lot of pitfalls and, and, and downsides to it. And it's different from strongman. Um, it, it's similar to strongman in that the events can always be different. So every strong, every CrossFit competition, you're going to come, you're going to run across different events. And, um, and they seem to like the lot, the blind events thing, um, a lot in CrossFit where they don't tell you what the events are. You show up. And, and I think that's really cool because, um, you know, I think if you just show up and do it, I think that says something about you. And, um, and I think it really says something about the winner in a situation about that yeah, a situation like that. Um, so I like that, but, uh, the events are usually different from strongman, um, because the events typically involve regular gym equipment, first of all. So you're not, most of the time you're not going to be using kegs and barrels and real world implements. At the end of the day, they're still using barbells and pull-up bars and things like that. So that's one of the big differences. Um, another difference is the events, <clears throat> they have a lot of events or, uh, that, that last longer. So like in strongman, you typically, and even your longest event will be over in 90 seconds. Um, in CrossFit, you could have an event that lasts 20, 30 minutes to an hour or longer. Um, I, to my knowledge, I've never heard of a strongman competition where anything lasted even remotely that long. I have a question about your uh, clients. Do most, are most of your clients training for strongman or are they just, they come from everyday life? Uh, well, that kind of, that kind of shifts. Um, things seem to go in cycles, uh, with the training. So sometimes I'll have a lot of strongman competitors and then sometimes I'll have a lot of, um, you know, people that are just looking for general fitness. Um, and it has a lot to do with this being a college town. Cause you know, a lot of people will, you know, I'll get a certain group in and then they'll graduate and they'll move on or whatever. Um, right now it's probably about 50, 50. Um, I have about they have about the same amount of fitness clients as I do strong man or strong woman clients. Do you find that most people, once they get around the training and that kind of stuff, they get bit and get into the competition or. Yeah. Um, and even if they don't get into competition, they, they want to do the training. So, yeah, I think most people come in and there may be, you know, that's pretty natural for people to be intimidated by it, but they'll come in 
and um, they'll see everybody else doing it and they'll say, Hey, can I try that? Or, you know, and they'll, and they'll give it a shot and, and they usually like it. I think it beats the, um, you know, the monotony and, and, and of going to a regular gym and using your machines or, you know, doing your lateral raises with dumbbells and working your shoulders and, you know, the boring stuff. I think it keeps you more motivated and keeps you, uh, more involved when you're running across the gym with 300 pounds on your back or <laughs> throwing a keg over a wall or, you know, you just, it, it's just interesting. It's more fun. It's cooler. Whatever it is, it's, it's just better. Right. And the strongman seems like it's more functional fitness. Um, yeah, because the word function, functional training is, you know, it's, you couldn't even define it now because there's every jackass has a different definition for it. And people are lying left and right about what's functional. But at the end of the day, the true function is, is strength. And if, if being strong is the true function and it's called strongman, So that's the best way to get strong in the most movements. Um, so that by itself makes it, in my opinion, the most functional type of training. Okay. I have a question about, uh, you have, uh, instructors that work for you or, um, yeah, kind of. So, uh, we have, um, Hannah, the destroyer, she's an official Mauser strength coach. Um, so she takes on clients now, uh, and this is, that's pretty new that she's been taking on clients, but she has a few now and she's taken on more. So, um, you know, if anybody listening, uh, is interested in being trained by, uh, Hannah, the destroyer, again, get a hold of us at mauserpower.com or powerthroughmovement.com. Power through movement is Hannah's business. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's taken on clients. Um, and then we have, uh, Valerie Walker. Um, she was a, uh, she went pro and strong woman. She won, um, USS, uh, strongman competition, women's worlds. And then the master's division became a pro. She retired. Now she's doing weightlifting. She's going to the, um, uh, weightlifting world championships in Spain pretty soon. She's an official Mauser strength coach. Um, she knows what she's doing. Uh, to my knowledge, she's not, um, taking clients right now, but, uh, maybe she should, <laughs> if you're listening, Val, pick up some clients. And um, then we have Mike Drescher. He's our kickboxing coach. I talked about him a little bit earlier. Um, he's had 13 uh, or more fights um, in the cage, kickboxing, boxing, tough man, Muay Thai, all that. And um, he takes some clients. He has a kickboxing class. He also does one-on-ones. And, uh, and then my brother, of course, he does um, some training as well. Um, he's mostly, he, he doesn't train people full time because his, his main gig is he's, uh, he promotes the strongman competitions and powerlifting competitions in West Virginia. And, uh, but he does periodically, he'll take on a few clients and train them. So do Mauser strength, you, you cover all areas, fitness and self-defense. Yeah, we cover all that. We do fitness, self-defense, the, the rapid assault tactics, JKD, all that, um, and we, we offer a whole bunch of services. We'll, we'll, you can come to the gym and train. We'll actually come to your house. Um, Hannah, the destroyer and I will, um, you know, whoever you want to hire, will come to your house and train you. We've done that before. Uh, yeah. If you just don't want to come to the gym or a lot of people have a lot of equipment at their house already. And, um, you know, if you want to take advantage of that, we'll come do that. And, uh, you know, 
any way you want to train, we'll, we'll work around it and get it done. Okay. So what exactly is your training philosophy? <clears throat> um, well, it, it kind of train, the philosophy kind of changes with the advancement of the individual, but, um, you know, in the beginning, it's just, you just got to get strong. You know, um, it's all about building that baseline because strength is the, the base characteristic for all other physical traits. So you want to get strong and then train yourself to be able to maintain that strength. You want to get, you want to get strong so that you can get fast and then learn to maintain that speed and strength always comes first. Now, once you've kind of got and depending on what sport or whatever your goal is, you know, there might be a certain level like, okay, this person's strong enough. So strength is going to kind of be secondary and we're going to work on this or that. But in the beginning, it's always strength matters. And that's what we're going to work on first. And I also try my best to um, get the people to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Because I think that any trainer really does somebody a disservice if if the, the trainee is not learning something from it, if, if you go to a jujitsu class and you learn jujitsu and you get these belts and you learn the system and then you get to a certain level, you can go out and, and you can teach people that. Well, I think it's the same thing in the fitness world. You, sh you should be able to, once you've attained a certain level of strength and certain or attained a certain level of mastery over certain exercises and movements, you should be confident enough in your ability to do that, that you should be able to go out and teach other people to do it. Whether you do that or not, you should be able to, or in the very least, you should be able to start training yourself. And, um, that's, that's always one of my goals is to get people more, um, self-sufficient in their own training and their own life. And maybe it's cause I live in this college town and people are always leaving Maybe, maybe that's why that's developed the way that it is. I'm not sure, but um, a lot of people here, they do. They come and they go to college and I'll get them for, you know, two to four years and then they'll leave. And I think it's, it would be a great disservice to them if, if they leave and then they go to another town and they say, what now? You know, um, now a lot of them do leave and continue through our online remote training, which I offer. Um, <clears throat> and, and that's great. And that's fine. And, and I like doing that. I really like the online um, remote training. But at the same time, I like to give the people the option of, hey, if, if you had to, you could do this yourself. So you kind of look at it like a martial art where you learn, you learn to teach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you learn, you learn to, uh, in the very least, you learn to train yourself. And if, if you can train yourself, you could probably, in some level, train somebody else. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good concept. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never heard anybody else think of it that way or even talk about it, but I think maybe it's because of the turnover in clients in this, because it's a college town that I think that that sort of philosophy kind of developed itself. Okay. Is there anything on your mind that you want to let the people know about? <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, so like I said, mauserpower.com, that's where everything is. You can go on there and, um, if something is not on there, um, that we've talked about on the podcast, just shoot me an email, um, or you can hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. We're on all that. You can get a hold of Paul Mauser, Hannah the Destroyer, um, John the Viking, or Mike Drescher on any of those platforms. Um, feel free to email us, send us any questions. We'll usually answer them. Um, we also have on the website the uh, now infamous Mauser block. Um, that's my brother's uh, 
baby, basically. Um, it's a loadable steel block used for um, strongman training and competitions. It's been at least a dozen competitions throughout the U.S. already. Um, and there's been world records already set and broken on on the Mauser block. We have uh, you have a everybody has an opportunity to sign up at America's Strongest Viking. Um, the, I think it's the first weekend in September. It might be September first. <clears throat> the Mauser block is in that competition for max weight, and you can set world records in your weight classes and uh, and your divisions in that. Um, <clears throat> we also have the Deep Waters Hercules Hold. To my knowledge, it's the first portable Hercules hold that's ever been um, put together and manufactured and sold. Um, you can you can put several of them in the bed of a pickup truck. So it's great for people that are promoting strongman shows. It's also great for home gyms. You can just throw it up in the corner, set it down, load it up. You just need two barbells and you're good to go. Um, and then we have other projects coming out. And uh, as far as equipment goes, my brother does that. He also sells stones. He sells old time, uh, eighties style strongman logs made out of real wood. Not these, uh, not these fake metal log, a metal log is a, I think that's an oxymoron, isn't it? It's a pipe. So <laughs> you're lifting a pipe, get yourself a real log, do yourself some justice. Look, look awesome while you're lifting, get an 80 style log. Um, and then I just wrote a, uh, I call it a book, but really it's a training manual on old time strongman. It covers three of the classic strongman feats. So we're go, it goes over um, the classic tearing deck of cards in half with your hands. We do the human hammer feat. That's where you learn to drive a nail um, through a board with just your hand. And then how to bend a horseshoe. And that's available on uh, Amazon right now. Um, and you can get it as paperback or Kindle. And I'm hoping to get the link to that on my website pretty soon. Um, so check that out. And, uh, we have a bunch of competitions coming up if you want to sign up and I promote, um, I only do, I only promote one competition, uh, a year and that's right. A passage that'll be in December. I don't have an exact date yet, but we're going to have a bunch of crazy events, probably stuff that's never been done in any other competition will be there. Um, but, uh, once I get that finalized, we'll talk about it on another podcast. All right. That sounds great. How often should we look for these podcasts to drop? Um, right now, I think we're looking to do one podcast um, every two weeks. So we'll put out two podcasts a month. Um, they'll probably be between 30 minutes to an hour long each to start with. And um, we're going to start having guests. I have some, uh, I've sent out some feelers for some really interesting guests that we're going to have on the podcast. And, uh, we're going to get crazy and we're going to talk about a lot of crazy stuff. Um, you know, strongman, martial arts, all that stuff. Um, I'm, I, we're going to get really controversial in the next few, <laughs> in the next few podcasts. This is the boring one. We're going to get through this and then we're going to, it's going to get crazy from here. All right. Well, I look forward to that. I hope to, get to come back and maybe ask some, uh, some questions, some in-depth stuff, uh, especially about the, uh, the rat training and the, and maybe some fitness. So I'll let you wrap it up. All right. Thanks, Chad. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And we'll, we'll get you back on the show and we'll ask you some questions too. Uh, Chad's probably the most knowledgeable man in Morgantown. Um, if you don't know him, uh, he's, he's an old dinosaur. He's not, he's not real good on the social media. <laughs> so you'll have to get a hold of him through me. 
But uh, yeah, so this is um, Get Strong or Die podcast with John the Viking Mauser and Chad Kearns, episode one. Uh, look us up on mauserpower.com. I'll see you next time.